This is Brandmaster. Time to talk brands and branding. Hello, I'm Ian West and welcome to the first of my new podcast series, It's All About the Brand. I spent well over 30 years working in advertising and marketing and it's been great fun. And it still is. But one thing that became clear to me very early on is that all this marketing and communications activity, it all boils down to one thing. It's all about the brand. Let me clarify that. And I guess we should first get back to principles. So, I mean, what is a brand? As an old-style marketer, I get a bit picky about that. Mainly because the media use the terms brand and branding in sloppy and confusing ways. So it's no wonder the public's confused. So let's start with what a brand isn't. It's not the logo or the brand name or clever colour schemes. They're just symbols that stand for the brand. It's like the Union flag is a symbol that represents Great Britain. Or the Stars and Stripes, the USA. They're not Great Britain or the USA. They're just symbols. So with that in mind, what is the brand? The brand is the business. And the business is the brand. We'll come back to that thought later. Let's just carry on the flag analogy. Let's say Great Britain is the organisation or the business. And that means it's also the brand. Brand Great Britain is not a geographic place. It's not a landmass. It's basically a union of states that just a few hundred years ago were separate nations. In fact, the name didn't exist before that. England and Scotland were individual kingdoms. If it's not just a geographic place, is it the people? Well, they're constantly turning over with migration and immigration stirring the pot, people dying, new ones being born. No, the symbol we were looking at stands for stands for the idea of Great Britain. Now, before we get philosophical here, though, let's get back to business and organisations. Let's imagine a man, Tom, who decided on a little venture, perhaps making cupcakes or valeting cars. As soon as he starts selling a product or service, he has a brand. He didn't do anything, it just emerges. He's done nothing more than start doing his job. No brand names or logos, but a brand exists. They are Tom's Cupcakes, or it's Tom's Car Valeting. Now what happens depends upon what Tom does and how well he does it. If he makes good cupcakes, his reputation will spread. His brand reputation. By the same token, if he's not very good, his brand reputation will suffer. And this is not just about his product or service. It's about him and the way he does business. He may clean cars beautifully, but if he's not punctual in turning up or late paying his suppliers, all of that will affect his reputation. What we're talking about here is his brand story or or narrative. 
it's a human trait that we, as a people, like to create stories to try to make sense of our world. If we go back to countries and nation-states for a minute, we can see that what we really have is a story. That's what Great Britain or America is. It's a constantly evolving story. So let's get back to the brand. And this is exactly what a brand is. A story. Social psychologists and sociologists call them social constructs. Something we as a society invent as a sort of shorthand to make sense of something that's really a bit intangible. And that leads us to a strange conclusion that a brand doesn't really exist. Mm -hmm. Well, not as an actual thing, you can't touch it, but it does exist as a story of that thing. Let's take a very famous brand as an example. If I say Apple, it conjures up in your mind all sorts of ideas and images. But it's a jumble of ideas and thoughts. There are the products, of course, but they come and go. And their story is very checkered from the first Apple computers to iPhones and iPads, iPods. But there is history as well. Apple has been around for a long time, long enough to have an interesting narrative, an interesting story. People come and go too. And the company's policies and business practices are changeable as the world changes about them and they change to, to fit in with the world. So there's nothing static or fixed about the brand. And even if all the infrastructure, products and people were to disappear, the idea, the concept of Apple, the idea of the brand, would still be there. Another way to look at this is to, um, to take the name of somebody you know well. Okay, Just think of somebody that you know well. As soon as you think of their name, what does your mind conjure up? Well, not just their physical appearance, but who they are and what they do. Their personality. Good traits and less good. You can think of, that, of your history with them. And the emotions that you, that you share. The things you feel about them. The things that their name triggers in your mind. Their name is the symbol for their, their brand, if you like. So no wonder some people talk about, some specialists talk about, the brand as person model. But let's park that one for another day. So, brands are ideas and beyond stuff. This is why I say it's all about the brand. And as I said at the start, the brand is the business or organisation. And the business is the brand. This means that if we want to work on the brand, we need to start with the business. What it does and how it does it, that's really what the brand is about. Everything the brand and the business does, everything the business does, everything the organisation does, contributes to the brand's story. And we all want to tell a great story. We've seen plenty of instances where organisations don't behave well. And the result is brand damage. 
and sometimes with disastrous consequences. Some recent examples include, think of Facebook and the Cambridge Analytica scandal, and Pret-a-Manger's serious reputation disaster following the death of a customer who suffered a severe allergic reaction, TSB's IT failure, all resulted in serious brand damage due to actions or failures in how the business operated. In the worst cases, though, an organisational failure can, can literally destroy the brand. Remember when the consulting firm Arthur Anderson neglected to properly audit Enron's books? And Enron collapsed. And the fallout forced Arthur Anderson to ditch its brand name. Completely. And change it to Accenture. So what these examples of brand damage represent are failures of brand values. These are the values that the public identify with the organisation so that when the brand falls short, well at best we're disappointed, at worst feel let down, cheated and deceived. In particular there are some brand values that the public see as critical. In the Anderson Consulting example, the critical value that failed there and what we expected of an organisation like Arthur Anderson was probity. So if we accept the principle that the brand is the business, it relies upon the values and actions of the organisation. They are as one. But often businesses put the brand in a box as something separate from day-to-day operations. And that's why the responsibility for the brand is often dropped at the door of marketing. But brand leadership should come from the highest possible level. It's a board-level concern, as important as responsibility for the share price. Indeed, brand reputation may be inextricably linked to share price. I've often argued that the brand should be an item on the agenda of board meetings. When major decisions are being made about operations, personnel, investment, acquisition or direction, the simple question should be asked, what will it mean for the brand? Thanks for listening. See you next time.